So Genesis chapter one. Now, um, I am not a scientist. <laughs> I'm going to get that right out front. So as I've been praying and as I've been studying and building up to this, uh, I have been very intimidated by the science that is contained and the, and the science that uh, I say the science that's contained by the content of Genesis 1 and how deep, I mean, the creation museum, the, all these create that are all based on the first 11 chapters of Genesis. There are, there are uh, astrophysicists and all like these people that have made science their life. I will confess to you, science was my least favorite subject in school, science and math. Okay, so um, if they had, if, if if Jim counted, Jim was my number one, right? Um, and, but I loved English. English is it was my favorite class, and uh, so when it came to this, uh, you know, I've been sitting there just like, just intimidated by it. And the Lord's like, "What are you doing?" Just speaking to my heart, "What are you doing? <laughs> Don't be anybody you're not," you know. But the simplicity, what we're going to see here, is the Word says it, and we can just believe it as Christians. You know, and uh, so as we read through here, there are, I mean, just as as people have tried to figure all these things out, I'll share some stuff that I've, I've gleaned in my studies with you that I think will be interesting and, and stuff like that. But we're just going to read the scripture and study it and, and let the Lord speak to us. So uh, we complicate things. <laughs> we like to complicate things. Don't get me wrong. Understanding things is very important. If the Lord lays on your heart that, that, that you need to dive into something in his, in his word, dive into it head first and with no just reckless abandon right off the, the, the cliff right into it, you know, and, and uh, he's going to bless you. He's going to lead you. So as we get into this, the book of Genesis is the book of beginnings. That's what that's what it is. So um, as we as we get through our study, I'll give you a quick little intro uh, that the Lord has laid on my heart, and and then we'll. I think it's two pages long. I'm, I'm, uh, when I say quickly, it's a pa it's a page and a half. Caught it. Um, it's a page and a half, but just some things that the Lord has has laid on my heart. Um, most uh, and of anybody I've heard teach or any um, commentaries I've read, uh, anything that I've, I've actually gone to or, or even the introductions to Genesis has always described Moses as the author. And I subscribe to that. I think there's a very small uh, minority that, that say, well, we don't really know. Does it truly matter? Maybe. Um, but uh, it's not going to derail my faith. So, um, but it's important for us to, to understand the Hebrew and Christian traditions, although it doesn't say Moses wrote this, he wrote the law, you know, as you see, as Jesus said, as uh, in Moses said in the law, when Jesus quotes that Moses wrote in the law and the law is the first five books of the, of the, of the scripture, I'm going to say, stick with Jesus and say, Hey, Jesus said it. So uh, he's smarter than everybody. So. Uh, but Hebrew and Christian tradition, Moses. So uh, the book of Genesis uh, actually ends three year, 300 years before Moses' life, though. So it's interesting to, to put those things together. So that means that Moses could have only received this in, information directly from a revelation from God or uh, maybe some historical records passed down. But, uh, but ultimately, uh, God uh, revealed what he needed, and he wrote. So... 
the organization of Genesis, it was neat. The, the first chapter, uh, chapter 1, verse 1 to 2, verse 3, I found uh, pretty cool. They call it, it's known amongst scholars as the creation hymn. So it's pretty, pretty neat to... Uh, to consider that and you know hymns or songs that you'll sing to the Lord so when you think of these kind of think of it as more of a song uh, as a song which is it's 100% true and accurate but it's kind of neat and it gives it a a really neat feel uh, to consider the creation hymn uh, after that it's followed by 10 more uh, what we could call accounts you know the creation of all things the accounts of seven people um uh, no, I'm saying seven people, uh, Adam, Noah, Noah's sons. So different accounts, uh, Shem, Terah, Ishmael, Isaac, uh, Esau and Jacob. So, uh, the first six accounts that I was just saying, uh, cover about, uh, two until about 2000 BC. And that's Genesis one to 11. Uh, the last five accounts uh, from about 2000 BC to 1800 BC uh, are covered uh, through the rest of the uh, of, of the book. So uh, there's about a 400 year gap between the end of Genesis and the beginning of Exodus. So as we go through and we're looking at, at Genesis, just understanding the timelines of things. So Genesis uh, chapter one, verse 11 is so important to our faith. Uh, sorry, verse 11, chapters 1 through 11. Um, uh, so Genesis 1 through 11, those ch those chapters, uh, they set the stage and they hold the key to us understanding the whole Bible. There's so much there's so much contained in the beginning of these as we understand, and what unfolds in the rest of the Bible is uh, contained in the first 11 chapters. So these chapters, uh, God introduced himself to mankind. Uh, he, the, as the creator, the loving father, the provider, and the just judge. So as we're going through and you see uh, those, those first 11 chapters, those first 11 chapters also tell us uh, that we were created in God's image. They tell us of man's free will. They tell us of Satan's deception and introduction uh, of mankind to sin, where Satan introduced sin uh, in Genesis 3 to Eve and tempted Eve. And then she, you know, she fell into sin and, invited her husband to do the same, and they did. God reveals a plan of salvation all the way back in Genesis chapter 3. So when we get into right after that happened in Genesis chapter 3, we see that. So uh, his plan runs all the way through Abraham, his descendants, ultimately to the Jew and to the Gentile. So those the first 11 chapters in Genesis are very important to our Christian faith. We have to understand uh, the, the whole Bible is. Don't get me wrong, but the foundation the, 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 that was those eleven verses are used to build such a spiritual structure in our life is is very important. Uh, Genesis itself is 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 uh, important to the New Testament. There are at least one hundred and sixty five passages uh, in Genesis that are directly quoted or are clearly referred to in the New Testament. So. Uh, there, are, there are many times that I've heard uh, God described as a different God um, in the Old Testament. And this isn't mostly in casual conversation, but the God of the Old Testament, the God of the Old Testament, which anybody who's who's been here and been in the scripture um, long enough understand that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change. So it's he's the same God from you know Genesis one to the the end of the book is the same God described in this book. It's the same God. So it's just important for us to understand that. So um, 
there are also uh, potentially even um, at least uh, 20 uh, quotations or references of Genesis in the uh, in the New Testament. So 165 to 200, that's a lot. That's significant from one book. You know, so there are a lot of references to the beginning uh, in the New Testament. And I bring this up because uh, there, uh, Martin Luther wrote this. He said, I beg and faithfully warn every pious, devout uh, Christian not to stumble at the simplicity of the language and stories that will often meet him there, speaking of Genesis. He should not doubt that. However simple they may seem, these are the very words, works, judgments, and deeds of the high majesty, power, and wisdom of God. From Martin Luther, you know, the, the, the one that, that was the founder of the Protestant Reformation, you know. Uh, so it's, it's it, when, you, when you hear that, the reason I'm, I'm, I'm bringing these up is in 2018, and I, I, I haven't seen anything or heard anything of, of a recantment of this statement, there was a, a pastor of a megachurch, uh, his name is Andy Stanley, and he stated that Christians need to unhitch from the Old Testament. Uh, and there were 30, at that point, 34,000 people. Uh, I'm seeing the weirdest, like the looks of, what? Uh, 34,000 people attend that guy's church. At the end of that service, not even at the end of the service, that place should have been empty as soon as he said that. As soon as he, soon as he said that, every believer in Christ should have gotten up and walked out. How many times did Jesus reference the Old Testament? How many times did Paul and Peter and all these things? And, and this, this is his quote, okay? Uh, he said, first century church leaders unhitched the church from the worldview, value system, and regulations of the Jewish scriptures, said Stanley. Peter, James, Paul elected to unhitch the Christian faith from their Jewish scriptures, and my friends, we must as well. That is not biblical teaching. When the New Testament is constantly referenced by Peter, Paul, James, it is absolutely foolish and irresponsible for a pastor to say that. That you need to unhitch, forget about the Old Testament. That's making him smarter than Jesus Christ. That's what he's saying. Is he smarter than Jesus? Just, just forget it. Unhitch from the Old Testament. It's all old. It's all no, no. There's much in the Old Testament. Uh, I mean, we don't have to fulfill the law in our lives. We we understand that that Jesus came and fulfilled the law, so we're not worried about what we're eating and drinking and, and those things. But my goodness, the Old Testament the, to forget about it and just the the New Testament's not complete. You, they got you can't you can't put the puzzle together with missing half the pieces. You can't. You can't. There's the, the history contained uh, that we can learn from and that was referenced from. So it's it's completely irresponsible uh, for a pastor to say that. That's. Oh, I don't even want to get into that's that that I would that would be frightening for me to have to answer to, uh, just to answer to the Lord like, hey, everything you wrote here, it's it's useless. The Christians need to unhitch from that, and then teaching that Peter, James, and Paul did the same. It's irresponsible and it's incorrect. So that's why I'm sharing that. There's uh, the pastor of a mega church, 34,000 people. It's frightening, frightening. We can't do that. That would that would leave so many questions about so many things. I'll just I have a short list: creation, sin, the promise of a savior, history, 
Jesus constantly referenced the Old Testament. Jesus didn't come to destroy the law, he said, but, but to fulfill it. So for this guy to say, hey, you know, all this is just old antiquated stuff. You don't really, you can just unhitch from it. It's foolish. It's wrong. So uh, as we get into the Old Testament, we begin uh, reading, and we're going to pick up here in, in verse 1 of, of Genesis. It's important to understand how powerful this is to us. So if you hitch, hitch uh, together, right, uh, John chapter 1, verse 1, and in all of our study that we did from 1 to verse 14, it comes right into uh, Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. So to, to put those, you can't unhitch those things. That's that's foolish. Anyways, I'm going to get past that. Yeah, although it, it makes me very angry about it, but uh, we'll move past it. Um, Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The, that's quite a statement. That's a, a bold statement, and I'm going to get into that. I can't get into way past where my notes are. Uh, because the way the Lord uh, speaks to me and, and, and teaches me is I have, I have to have these notes. I admire people that don't need them. I get completely lost. But I need to follow these, and I'll do my best to stay on them, but I can't get ahead of myself. The beginning of the Bible, and uh, which is uh, God's main instrument uh, in explaining the redemption and, and showing the redemption of God to humanity. It's his main instrument that he uses uh, to bring redemption to our lives, that when we hear, remember, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the comes by the word of God. That's 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 what it is. So this is this is an instrument of God, and uh, we're presented with here uh, as we read this um, how we got here and and who put us here. It's very important to understand. So in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So in the beginning, so we have some instant answers to some questions. Uh, most life's important. Most of uh, some of life's most important questions: uh, Who am I? How did I get here? What's my purpose? And what happens when I die? Those are very easy instruments uh, that we can use uh, in witnessing. Just some basic things, and uh, whether it's somebody we meet on the street, a loved one that God has opened the door for us to be able to share. Uh, oh, you go to church? I know you said you go to church. You go to church in the middle of the week? I've had some weird looks, like. You guys go like twice a week, you know, and it's never like condemning us or anything, but you know, because we're this because we want to learn and we want to grow, and that's why I just explain is yeah, I want to know the Bible, I want to be, be with my brothers and sisters, I want to sing, you know, that's that's we we love being here, you know, and and uh, so when we have these type of conversations, we can say, you know, so so what do you think? I mean, what would keep you from going to church? You know, we can transition that into into a very easy. Uh, way of just uh, talking to the people about the Lord and whoever it is as he opens things. So in the beginning is speaking of the beginning of creation. So God is eternal. Um, no beginning, no end. So it's important for us um, uh, to understand uh, that, that, that of who he is. A prayer of Moses, Psalm 90 verse 2 says, uh, Before the mountains uh, were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth, and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. Psalm 93, verse 2 says, Your throne is established from of old. You are from everlasting. So in the beginning. So when it says in the beginning, God. God has always existed. There's that, that question that I've had upstairs uh, with kids. Well, who made God? God has just always been. But God made us. And we can go, you know, our minds can just go and go and go. And 
that's where, as Christians, we can look at the scriptures and place our faith in them. And, uh, you know, the Lord uh, shared with me a verse that I'll, in my study that I'll share with you that, that speaks, uh, that explains it all. Uh, to me, that's why. That's why it, when I, I can look at this and go, you know, I'm I'm not a scientist. I don't understand these in-depth things. You don't have to. You know, it's good to understand some of the arguments. Some people like will love science. I mean, he, he's that's that's he just he loved being a science teacher here, and so he dives right into and he loves to talk about the colors changing uh, in a leaf. You guys remember that? And he's talking about the chemicals and all those things right over my head. And not that he made it hard or anything, but I'm like. I, I just I, I I don't retain that some for some reason the Lord hasn't built me uh, and I'm not a scientist but it's important for us to understand science and be able to speak and uh, so I'm not downplaying that whatsoever but I, I'll just I'm going to share with you what the Lord shared with me and and we'll move forward with that but I love that this verse that verse one is very simple in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth it's simple and it's bold. And there's no argument or explanation offered in the scripture. It's a declaration. In the, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That's it. God doesn't have to answer to us. He does show us throughout the scripture. You know, so he gives us some, th uh, some explanation of how everything worked. But what we have to understand, this is perfect for me. This is like, and I have it in all caps, perfect. The word perfect with an exclamation point. I love this. I love bold plain, straightforward. You know, for, for me, I'd rather have somebody come and talk to me rather than beat around the bush like, hey, what are we dealing with right now? Boom, great, because I'm, I'm not the greatest puzzle solver, you know? Uh, so I would rather just know. And when I can look at a verse like this and say, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. It's amazing. I love that God did it that way. And that it, it didn't just turn into um, you know, a science textbook. It's just the simplicity. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The Bible declares <clears throat> that the world of the universe didn't create itself uh, by chance, but that God created it. It's important for us to understand that. Creation has a beginning, and that beginning had to come from somewhere and someone. So for me, I easily accept and promote creation uh, based solely on God's word and uh, the things clearly seen uh, in our makeup. For me, um, God has spoken to me ab about creation through uh, the the most, uh, uh, to me, it's the fact that I can speak right now, that I have air, that I have a body that's, that's made up, that I draw in air. You guys have heard Will talk about that. I draw in air that I have lungs to, for the capacity uh, to hold that air. And as I expel that air, I have vocal cords and I have all kinds of other stuff that I can, you know, I tighten my whatever in here, right? And, 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 and we can project our voices and we use our diaphragm to push the air. There's, there's so much like that in and of itself. We don't understand, I think, mankind that we, the, we take for granted so much of the simple things that we don't understand how the simple things are a miracle right in front of us. I had a friend of mine years ago, a friend of mine from high school, we kind of uh, parted ways, um, didn't have the best of part, uh, parting uh, in high school, um, but uh, he joined the Marine Corps, um, I joined the Air National Guard. At some point, he calls me, uh, I think he just walked into my office, and it had been so many years, I didn't even care about why, like, why we didn't talk anymore. 
I'm like, what are you doing? And so we start talking and everything. And um, so I brought him in. I, I was able to enlist him in the, in the military at our branch. And uh, um, a guy that I knew, you know, we were a little party heathens together. And um, and uh, that's the way I knew him. And uh, so when we uh, when we got back together and everything, he learned of the change in my life. And uh, he kind of just went along uh, his his way and everything and um then uh he ended up getting married and when his when he and his wife had their first child when he came in to to work like the first day he came in he, he finds me and he's like you need to tell me about god i'm like what he goes because what i just saw was an absolute miracle that baby being born was a miracle and I got so excited. We were plugged in down here. And I'm like, look, man, I know you live up here. I'd love for you to come all the way to Trenton to church with me. But if you want, I'll go to church with you on, you know, like Wednesday nights or whatever up in Orrington till you feel like you're comfortable. He never took me up on the invite, uh, unfortunately. But I was so blessed for him to come. And he couldn't deny that a, a, a living being being born in front of him, a human being that was made of his DNA and his wife's DNA. Uh, when he, when that baby came out that that was a miracle, you know, we, there are near, we are near, like our bodies are miraculous. You know, we can cut ourselves and that we've got healing agents, you know, clotting agents and healing agents and the, everything that we have. I mean, there are, there are breakdowns in our bodies uh, sometimes. And, you know, as we get older, our things start slowing down. You know, that's just, you know, that's the process, right? We know that. But we, our bodies when I know I, it sounds like I'm, I am on a rabbit trail, but the, I can I can look at a tree and know that God causes uh, you know these uh, the clouds to come over and rain down on the tree and the tree is nourished. Like those things right there speak to me. Okay, we, this isn't an accident because if this was an accident, whatever we might know as a nose might be over here and we'd be all like ghoulish, weird looking. I'm a hundred percent convinced of that. There's too much order in our bodies. DNA in and of itself, that we all have our own separate DNA. Just just think of that. They're, of all the people that have ever lived on this earth, we have our own DNA. It's our own writing uh, within our body that, that only we have. That's amazing. So those things alone, to me, are, are, are what I needed to understand. When I can just look and go, okay, there's way too much order. There's way too, we have four seasons. We have like that everything to, for me. So I easily accept and promote these things because um, it's easy for me. So it's important to understand that as Christians, the battle starts with Genesis chapter one, verse one, where our enemy is attacking the first sentence in the Bible, especially in our culture. The battle starts right there. Our enemies whispering. Uh, how do you know that? You know, uh, can you really trust the Bible? That, that sounds silly. Some guy up in the sky waving a magic wand. Uh, that, you know, you, you've heard the scoffers saying those things. That's because they bought off on our enemy's lie. And, uh, you know, how, how can you really know? How can you really trust that? You really think that in six literal days God put this all together? Really? That first verse, our enemy attacks. Right? Remember the simplest of instructions, and I'm getting way ahead of my. No, it's next to my in my notes. I'm all excited. The first of, of instructions, you know, God God gave the whole Garden of Eden to to Adam and Eve, right? Don't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, right? 
What does Satan do? What does the serpent do? Come up and say, has God really said the questioning of the word of God? This is so simple. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. For me, check, done. Okay, I, I got it. That's, uh, you know, uh, God created us. I get it. He created the heavens and the earth, like everything. In the beginning, that's where it all started. Everything that we know. So the enemy used the word of God and twisted the word of God and convinced Eve that she was missing out on something. Has God really said, you know what you're missing out on? Because God knows that when you, when you, uh, when you eat of this, your eyes are going to be opened. And just, just spoke to her, spoke to her the word of God. So it's important for us as Christians to know the word of God and be able uh, to, to be able to uh, chew on it, to, to know it deep down in our hearts and be able to share it. So that you know, the word was very simple uh, to Adam, uh, to Eve, Adam and Eve, and, and Eve was the first, and Adam right there with her. Uh, so it, uh, as we look at this, this verse, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, is very simple also. That the simplest line in the scripture that we can uh, we can know that we can uh, you know one hundred percent be taken as truth has been questioned and it's derailed the faith of many Christians. Just the questioning of this one verse, a Christian just looking in there and buying into the lie. It's it's Satan's lie of evolution has permeated our culture, has permeated our schools. The Bible went from a you know like a, a massive textbook within our schools to being outlawed within our schools, within most most people's lifetimes. That's insane. And look at the moral decline of this country since. So many Americans, uh, this is just my notes, many Americans don't even know the very first line uh, and the very first verse of the Bible that was formerly a textbook. So the question becomes, why would this truth be rejected? Because if there's a God, then we have to be in submission to him, right? So there's a rejection. If I just reject this and say, you know what, we're, you know, we're just, we came from, uh, you know, this goo that, uh, you know, from water and mud and it came together and somehow, you know, over, you know, billions of years, trillions of years, you know, we, we could say all that foolishness. And I will call it foolishness. It's not science, science, it's foolishness. That it's it's a lie. It's a lie straight out of hell that we were not created, that this world wasn't created, and that we were not created by a loving God. I'll, I will trust this word over any man's opinion because it is what it is. Romans 1, verses 18 through 21, uh, gives us a great explanation. Romans 1, verses 18 through 21 says this, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. So there's one part to look at. Who suppress the truth uh, because what may be known of God is manifested and manifest in them, for God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead so that they are without excuse. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. There's our answer. There's our answer right there. So a, a few things I have underlined. Who suppress the truth and unrighteousness. God's invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood 
by the things that are made. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God. That's our problem. That's our problem. Uh, it's to, to look at everything, the, the, the visible and invisible attributes of understanding. Air is invisible. You know, any, anything like that. It just, just to study it, to look at it. To come to any other conclusion than, there, than uh, the fact that there's an intelligent designer that put it all together. It's, it's heartbreaking to think of. John chapter 3, verse 19 through 21. And this is the condemnation, that the light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than the light, because their deeds were evil. There's our answer also. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light, and his deeds may be clearly seen that they have been done in God. So the rejection of God's word is so that man can do what they want to do. Oftentimes, some are totally blind and don't even know because all they've had is evolution crammed down their throats. And that's, that's, that's sad. It's sad to see a whole, a whole generation know nothing about God. Nothing. They don't know anything about the scripture. Completely biblical or biblically illiterate. I don't say that uh, out of pride. I say that out of a broken heart. I am so heartbroken that there's so many people just lost no hope in their lives because they don't know God. They don't know anything. They don't even know the first, the first line of the book, just opening it up. Although it's probably one of the first, uh, the, the most read script, uh, you know, scripture verses uh, of all time. Because if somebody's going to read a book, where are they going to start? Right? Start with the first line. First word in the be I, I love in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. You can take that and and witness to to anybody with just that. We don't have. Uh, I encourage you to try to uh, and myself know scripture, be able to understand it, and to be able to to uh, remember it, uh, memorize scripture, and share it. But if you just need something like I don't even know if God exists really, because it says in the first the first verse of the Bible. And then you can just go from there. And, and, and the Holy Spirit's going to give us our answers. Just be in the scriptures, and, and God's going to continue to reveal them to us, and, and we'll be ready to share. But in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In my mind, God has spoken it, and that's enough for me. So I'm going to share that verse that I told you I was going to share that encompasses all of what my heart is. And it's Hebrews 11, verse 3. Hebrews 11, verse 3, it sums it up for me. It says, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. And, it's a, and it finishes saying, so that the things which are, are not seen, uh, sorry, I'm going to back up, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Sometimes New King James, sometimes I need to you know, look at an ESV or something, I think. But I'm going to read this again. Hebrews 11, verse 3. I wanted you to hear the, the first part of that verse, though. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. That's the word of God saying that the believer can just believe that the worlds were framed, that everything was framed by the word of God. That God literally spoke everything into existence. We can sing a song like, How Great Thou Art. And it, and it talks about the creation and stuff, but just to understand, God spoke this all into creation. God spoke it and it was there. Let there be, let there be, let there be. Let us make man in our image. That's amazing. 
that God spoke this into existence. God's word created all of this. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. Right? It's awesome. I, I, that's, that's, th that wraps it up, me personally. And I hope it does for you. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Hebrews uh, 11, uh, we know it as the hall of faith. There it is, right there. It's important for us to understand that everything speaks of a creator. Everything. Everything that we see here was created by somebody or something. Right? They're, they're like our watches. Somebody put the watch together. You know, uh, anything. Anything around here. We can, we can look at anything. This bottle. You know, somebody, somebody made a machine. And a machine put all together and these things came out. And Blackberry infused. Blackberry essence infused water, right? Put into here and cap slammed on there. Everything was created by something. Everything was created, made by something within us. We love to create things. Not all of us are, are but we, we like if you look at a kid, you know, uh, my uh, my daughters have always come up to me and say, Dad, I made you something, and whatever it is. Sometimes you know what it is, sometimes you don't, but it's the blessing that they were inspired to create something. God has put that in our hearts to create something. I don't know. It doesn't have to be like wood whittling. It doesn't have to be music. It could be music. Shane loves music. I love music. We play, we play a guitar. We like to make music. It's cool. It's like, wait a minute. When I put these things in here, when Michael plays the keys, you know, that sound comes out, you, you know, you play the keyboard, the, the, the piano also. It's when you're making something, when you hit that, it makes a sound. And it's like, Oh, that's cool. It's fulfilling. You know, we, we were, we have that, 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 uh, that drive in us to make something so cool. So everything had to be made. So I believe in intelligent designer and I believe that intelligent designer is our creator, our loving God of the Bible. Um, that's the way I would share when anybody asks like it's so, so what's, what's your faith, uh, you know, all about and what, you know, do you believe God created the earth? Bam. Genesis 1-1, and I'll take them all the way through that whole thing that I just put you guys through. I know that the Lord put you know put together for us. I want to share a verse with you. Uh, Job chapter 38, verse 4 says, Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you have any understanding. God is declaring in his conversation with Job that he laid the foundations of the earth. I'm going to trust God and make every man a liar is you know what the scripture would tell us, right? Excuse me, let God be true and every man a liar. I'm going to trust the Lord. That's that's the scientific evidence I, I need is that God said it and uh, he backs it up in his word. Um, you know, when we can understand that God can tell the seas, the waves of the sea, where to stop. That's awesome. I want to share with you something. Um, uh, in my study, I found that the Hebrew word here for created uh, is is really cool. They have they have several words uh, for the word created, uh, and that just means that they uh, make something from a material. So they're you know in the Hebrew, it's uh, that they can like like this or or whatever it is. That would be a certain word, but the word here is ba uh, is bara b a r a, and I probably butchered the, the pronunciation, but it means to create something out of nothing. So when it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, in the beginning, God made something out of nothing, is what it's saying. In the Hebrew language, in the original language, this was written. Amazing. 
Bara is the only, listen to this, that word Bara is only and always used of God, and he is the only one that can do that. I, when I read that, I'm like, copy, paste, type, do whatever I needed to do, get that on here so I don't forget it. Because sometimes my squirrel mind will forget those things. He created all that we are, all that we see from nothing. It, it, we can look into a, a telescope and look as far out as we can see or into a, a, a microscope. I listened to a pastor teach like that. And I was like, oh, I'm like, I'm, and I'm driving. I'm like, I, I pray I don't, I don't forget that. So I'm doing that speech record thing. And, uh, and that was it is, you know, that we can look through a telescope or a microscope. God created everything to the most minute of things to when we look into the heavens, it's just amazing all by speaking it into existence. That may seem like complete foolishness to an unbeliever. And that's just because the enemy has the wool over their eyes. Our faith may be mocked because we, we believe in that. But as Hebrews uh, you know, eleven three says, by faith, I believe that God created this place and created everything. It's by faith. I just believe it. I can look around and see the science that uh, that everything was created, and and just there's there's no way there's too much order for me. That's, that's just how it is for, for me and in my heart. And I believe that any believer, as we look at these things, so for anybody who desires to dig deeper, I copy and pasted some stuff that I thought would be awesome. So um, uh, just just from my study, that I think that you would for anybody who who wants the more scientific uh, answer. So the simple fact of God's creation. It's even more amazing when we consider the greatness of God's universe. So here, here are just a few things I'll read you. A typical galaxy contains billions of individual stars. Our galaxy alone, the Milky Way, contains 200 billion stars. <laughs> That's just our galaxy alone. And a typical galaxy has all those. Our galaxy, galaxy is shaped like a giant spiral rotating in space with arms reaching out like a pinwheel. And our sun is one star on one arm of the pinwheel. It would take 250 million years for the pinwheel to make a full rotation. But this is only our galaxy. There are many other galaxies uh, with many other shapes, including spirals, spherical clusters, and flat pancakes. I like the word. That, that was in pancakes was in there. Uh, the average distance between one galaxy and another is about 20 million trillion miles. So like as a kid, you'd say million trillion, but this is actual 20 million trillion miles between galaxies. 20 million trillion. That's, that's a lot. Our closest gallery, our closest galaxy is the Andromeda uh, galaxy about Androm oh, Andromeda. Oh, my goodness. Andromeda galaxy. Thank you. Yes. Now, yeah, like I said, science. I probably heard it like three times a day in school, and I was like, yeah, I don't care. I'm not going to do Andromeda. <laughs> Andromeda. But yeah, anyways, uh, about 12 million trillion miles away. Okay? But God did all of this himself. Listen to this, Isaiah uh, 48, 13. Indeed, my hand has laid the foundation of the earth and my right hand has stretched out the heavens. When I call to them, they stand up together. Isaiah 48, 13. All that I just read, God just went like this. The span of his hand is what we can understand. Like God just went like this. We're talking about 20 million trillion miles between galaxies. And 
Andromeda. I'm going to laugh about that in my head for a while. Thank you. <laughs> but God is bigger and greater than all his creation. Here's another scripture from Isaiah 40. Verse 12 says, Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand, measured heaven with a span, and calculated the dust of the earth in a measure? The dust of the like all of those things and the dust of the earth. Amazing, amazing. So there's another, uh, one more thing of, of science that I thought was really cool that I'd share with you. So that was the first one. The second one is this. Uh, it says, inherit in the idea of God is that he is an intelligent designer. Only an intelligent designer could create a just right universe, not chance. Our universe is a just right universe. According to Hugh Ross in his book, The Fingerprint of God, and here are the examples. The universe has a just right gravitational force. If it were larger, the stars would be too hot and would burn up too quickly and too unevenly to support life. <laughs> okay. If it uh, were smaller, the stars would remain so cool, nuclear fusion would never ignite, and there would, not, uh, there would be no heat and light. The universe is just uh, has a just light speed of light. If it were larger, the stars would send out too much light. If it were smaller, stars would not send enough light. The universe has a just right average distance between the stars. If it were larger, the heavy element density would be uh, too thin for rocky planets to form, and there would be only gaseous planets. If it were smaller... Planetary orbits would become destabilized because of the gravi gravitational pull from the stars. Last one. The universe has a just right polarity uh, of water molecule. I told you, if you're a, a science guy this is your, or, or girl, this is your science stuff. Um, if, uh, so uh, the universe has a just right polarity uh, of the water molecule. If it were greater, the heat of the fusion and vaporization would be too great for life to exist. If it were smaller, the heat of fusion and vaporization would be too small for, the, uh, for life's existence. Liquid water would become too inferior a solvent for life chemistry to proceed. Ice would not float, leading up to a runway a freeze-up. So all of those things, we are in a just right uh, uh, universe. So, I'm sorry, Hugh Ross, and the name of the book is on page five, which I tucked away. Oh, it's on the other, other side. <laughs> it's on page four. Hugh Ross, um, finger, the fingerprint of God. Another scripture for you, Isaiah 45, verse 18. For thus says the Lord who created the heavens and the earth, who is God, uh, sorry, who is God who formed the earth and made it, who established it, and who did, uh, who did not create it in vain, who formed it to be inhabited. This is what the Lord said. I am the Lord and there is no other. Just a declaration there. I, I love all these things because they're so easy for me. So when we read in the beginning God, um, the, the word God, Elohim, uh, in the uh, Hebrew language is plural. It's a plural masculine noun uh, used as if it was singular. So the word itself is plural. So 
we as Christians understand that that when when we see that in there, it's speaking of God being the. It speaks to the Trinity. It's really cool. So uh, Martin Luther on the word Elohim said this, but we have a clear testimony that Moses aimed to indicate the Trinity or the three persons in the one divine nature by using the word Elohim. So I have one last uh, thing to share with you more along the, the per this is more my, my this is a, a something that uh, like a scientific um, a philosophy that, that, and more logical that that I can I can relate to personally. So the Bible tells us we can know God exists because of what we see in a created world. This this is you know when like I was explaining earlier, Psalm nineteen verses one through four says the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows His handiwork. Day unto day utters speech, and night unto night reveals knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line has gone out through all the earth and their words to the end of the world. Romans 1.20 says, For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. So uh, what I had just shared, uh, those, those scriptures I just shared, those are an example of a teleological argument for the existence of God. It is the understanding that there must be purpose, purposeful intelligence that created this world because the world shows both purpose and intelligence. So uh, that's a great way for me to, 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 to share. That would, that's, that's, the easiest uh, uh, um, philosophy or description for me to line up with per uh, personally because I can look here and see that it just says that I can't look at everything in, in all the order and reject that we that we were created. I just I just can't. There's too much order. There's too much there. That would be what's called a teleological um, uh, existence, uh, where it's explaining um, what we're what we're looking at here. So. Um, that took 45 minutes for me to explain verse one. Uh, <laughs> um, for us uh, to continue, um, might it, it would take a lot more time. Um, we're going to end here, uh, and we'll pray, and uh, we'll pick up a verse two um, and and finish out Gen because I don't want to fly through um, Genesis chapter one and not get to the points that we need to. Uh, it's going to take me more than, uh, you know, we're down to like uh, 10, uh, 13 minutes or so. So um, we'll, we'll end there um, and uh, just we'll have a little bit more time to say hello to one another. But a 45-minute Bible study isn't a bad one, right? Uh, you know, so, uh, but we'll end there because I don't, you, you guys know, I'll put my foot to the floor on some things. But uh, this is this is too neat and too big, and I don't want to do that. Uh, we're, uh, you know, God's got us on his timing. So we'll, uh, we'll just, we'll just stop there and we'll pray and go from there. So father, we are so blessed, so blessed to have your scriptures. So blessed to know that, um, we can just, uh, as, as Hebrews uh, tells us that we can just believe and, and, and that we don't need all this, uh, scientific thing that, that is Hebrews three says by faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. And we combine that with our study that we had on Sunday. This this uh, really uh, this scripture really jumps out to us and teaches us more the Word of God and who the Word of God is a person. There's so much, Lord, for us to get excited about as Christians.
Lord, we pray, God, that you would help us to understand and remember what we have here. I, uh, I, I hope the uh, the reading of the galaxies and those things isn't uh, wasn't too much or anything, Lord, but that it would stick with us. And just understanding that we serve a great God and that the lie uh, of evolution is just that. And Lord, that we would combat it. Lord, your word tells tells us that uh, the, the gates of hell can't withstand you and they can't withstand your truth. Lord, help us, uh, Lord, uh, to, to be armed with your truth. Oh, God, we to be on the offensive and, and to be able to share that evolution is a lie. And that in the beginning, God created the heaven and the heavens and the earth. Oh, Lord, there's so much more to be said in your word, but, Lord, uh, to be able to even begin there and to share. Oh, we're so blessed to have your word. Help us, Lord, to remember it. God, we pray that you would be with each and every one of us. Lord, use us. Lord, we don't want to be Christians that just take this and and pack it away in our mind and say, oh, I've got it. Good enough. We need to share. Open up opportunities for us to share with uh, sons, daughters, uh, uh, loved ones within our family, co-workers, whatever it is. Give us an opportunity to share and give us your boldness and the courage to do so. And we pray that your spirit would speak through us as we do. We praise you. We love you. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.